1: we don't really know and I think that it's important that we kind of get clear around like what are the ways that we can also support people who are coming out Um, and so I'm a big advocate for uh, teaching parents like not to be like haha like I always knew but like I was just waiting for you to figure it out too
2: It is Monday and welcome to the CatNet Unfiltered Podcast. And this is a special podcast because Nat and I started The Common Parent way back when, because when we had teenagers, we felt way over our head and like no one was talking about it. Toddlers and the younger ones, everyone had all the conversations and there was books. So The Common Parent is a community that we created for members where they can go and listen to amazing experts. Now, Because we love our community so much, we wanted to bring over some of the experts so you could hear little snippets of them. We bring you one a Monday. If you're in the membership, you know that you get full access to them and you have a whole bunch of library in there. So if you're new here... Go check out thecommonparent.com. And if you're not, you're going to take a listen to some of the experts that join us. Um, Really, it is about taking tools for your toolbox, quick hits, because a lot of us don't have time for a lot of books. And all the experts are so amazing that learning something that's actionable that day is like, ah, the best. So uh, this Monday, we hope you enjoy our expert and just sit back. Uh, We know it can be overwhelming. We know it can feel like a lot, but with the experts and the community and us. We all can do this together. Take a listen um, to our next expert right after this break.
1: Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash people today.
0: As moms, we are often juggling a million and one things. With our kids going in a million different directions and taking care of everyone else can mean that we often forget about ourselves. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash and today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash cat and
2: um, People are really confused by it because not maybe everybody knows someone in their life that might identify as LGBT. It's LGBTQ right now, right? LGBTQ. LGBT okay and for those who are not aware of what that stands for and what encompasses in the the acronym what what would encompass LGBTQ
1: so um L stands for lesbian uh G stands for gay B stands for bisexual uh T stands for trans or transgender and then Q uh is widely referred to as queer which is an identity that was uh, uh has been reclaimed by the queer community um and so there is a longer acronym um uh for example here in canada we we also uh recognize our two-spirit uh population which is an indigenous sexuality um and so that's the two s uh which sometimes gets, gets brought into the acronym and then also um yeah yeah there's many different forms of this uh, this acronym, um, and I think I think what we find is that we have maybe two camps: the the camps that are like really particular about what that acronym is and what that means, and then the other camp, which is that like you know we're always evolving, and we're always changing, and and maybe just like right now it's LGBT LGBTQ. Um, you know, like, I think that I like to sort of say that not everyone, of, of, and we know this, that not everyone in the LGBTQ community is is the same and has the same opinion. And so I like to add some, like, diversity of thought uh, and opinion into all that. I
2: love that you just put that nail on the head that things change, not everybody's the same. Some people identify one way and others will do a different way. So there's no real one answer. It's how each person identifies um, on their, on, in their own, right. In a way. Right.
1: Totally. Yeah.
2: And you can change your mind. You can identify as something else the next week. You don't have to be one thing forever.
1: Yeah. Sexuality and gender is, uh, good. And, uh, it, it changes, right. And for some people and for some people, they, they just know, right. And for some people that won't change. Um, and, right. Right. But, but, but like, you know, in many ways there is that, that, that flexibility or that, you know, Changing, changing our gender and stuff like that, right? And
2: so we do have some questions for you, and I, I, I'm just going to ask them because I think that they're complex. But we can start them. We can. We, this conversation is probably not worthy of thirty minutes, but worthy of hours upon hours upon hours. And I know that many people um, are still in the belief that it is something that you choose, or that it's just like, well, I can be one way. Um, so. That's the first myth, if you will, if we just want to debunk the myths that no child is choosing to be so different that they don't fit into the norm of everybody else.
1: Yeah. And to and to that I sort of say, like, you know, at, at what age did you choose to be straight? Right. At what age did you choose to be cisgender? Right. Um, um and I think that's an important thing to bring up because, you know, if, if people aren't choosing to be heterosexual or cisgender, then that also means that on the opposite end, like that means that we're not choosing to be, I'm, for example, maybe I'll, I'll just sort of clear the air here. Uh, well, what is it that brings me to like, be able to speak about these issues? Um, I we am, just fuck
2: you for everything, by the way. You please? can talk about anything, and we would listen. don't worry about it. You have an approval stamp for life over here. So just don't you worry about it yeah but yes tell
1: us. I, to
2: well.
1: yeah i, I i'm a, I'm a social worker and a therapist, and so um I talk about feelings for a living, so I'm totally okay with sitting in in all of that discomfort a little bit um and so I am uh, a gay man, I am cisgender, which means that the gender that was assigned to me at birth is one that I identify with um and uh, I work with a number of lgbtq clients uh specifically young people and specifically young people and families. Um, And so I work at a mental health clinic in Toronto, uh, where I'm the clinical director. And so uh, LGBTQ mental health is something that's very passionate, um, that I'm very passionate about, um, and very near and dear dear to my heart. So if you have any questions just around like my own experience, that's something that I feel comfortable speaking with. And there are going to be experiences that I don't, I can't speak to because they're not my lived experience, but I will try to do them justice in the time that we have.
2: Thank you, uh, and I think also that um, parents who maybe are sitting there with a child who um, like is wondering about designation, right? Like, uh, is it is there an age that you've seen on, and like, is there something where parents are like, oh, at seven they'll begin to role play mummy and daddy or dad? Like, is there anything in insight into that?
1: Yeah, the the research is showing that at very young ages, kids. Um, And young, 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 young kids, like, um, as old as, like, younger than kindergarten are able to discern relationships and be able to understand uh, all of those pieces, right? And so my general rule of thumb that I apply with my work with families um, is that if kids are young enough to observe it and young enough to understand it, then they're old enough to talk about it. Um, And so I typically like to, to kind of uh, come at it with that because I think that we like to shy away from uh, conversations about sexuality and gender with young kids, just because um, it's number one, considered to be taboo. Number two, uh, I think there's a lot of questions around how developmentally appropriate is. Um, And so the number one uh, advice that I have is that we have to look at age and stage. And we've talked to you, uh, I've talked about this with you folks before just around um, chronological age and then developmental stage of Uh, the people, the young people in our lives, right? And so, uh, for like a kindergarten, the conversation would be very different than, for example, like a 12 year old or maybe like an 18 year old. Um, But I like to make room at all ages and stages for conversations about gender and sexuality.
2: Jake. You know, there's a stage where all of our kids have gone in and they've asked, how do I know if I'm gay or if I'm straight? And to number one, that's a great segue to, to have with your children when they ask those questions, what are some of those answers, but what ask those questions rather than being like
3: shutting them? I was just like, I never knew exactly what to say, but when they but I like
1: I can't tell you. I don't think I can. I can't hear you guys. I'm sorry. Something's happening. Don't laugh. I'm the new Something's happening. I can't hear you. Um, I I did hear. Can you still hear me?
3: <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> It's sort of it's sort of on and off right now, just because Wi Fi is crappy right now, which is really, really. Yeah, we're I trying f- to get make sure we.
1: I feel that tech issues, tech issues, tech issues. Yes. Unfortunately, I I didn't hear at the beginning, or else I would do my best to to, um, to answer it.
3: I know. Okay. So uh, let's pretend we're here now. Are we here now?
1: We're here now. I can hear you.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Home. Okay. So um, I don't know where we left off what you heard, but it was when our kids ask us, and our kids have often asked us, How do I know if I'm gay or not? How do I know if I'm going to end up marrying um, a, a man or a woman? How, like, wh- when am I going to know?
1: Yeah. How uh, it's a really good question because I I think that if you were to kind of pull or ask LGBTQ folks at what age as you know, I think that we find out that there's a really broad range of um, ages or periods in their life where they figured it out or like kind of cracked the code, let's say. Um, mm-hmm. I think that uh, to your earlier point, like it, this is always changing, right? And so I think that we need to just get a little bit like comfortable with the fact that like, maybe you won't know for a couple of years, or maybe you know right now, right? And so uh, there are many, many examples. Um, we can look no further than like the media um, for representations of trans kids or representation of like really young people who are figuring this out in the public eye. Um, and uh, supporting them to do that, I think is really important because we need to normalize conversations about gender and sexuality so that uh, people can start to feel safer. Uh, I I don't know what the numbers are currently, but I believe it's, um, for example, opening up conversations about sexuality and gender at really young ages as young as kindergarten uh, can decrease rates of uh, depression, anxiety and suicide in people who are come to um, develop a um, an LGBTQ identity uh, and so that just really speaks to like just how important it is for us to not only just like, be okay with it and tolerate it because I think that we're like hella past that like we need to get like really actionable here and uh really start to um expose children at a very early age uh uh with LGBTQ role models and that shows up in yeah. books T V and media and
3: you know um and totally and that's in culture is such a great way for because that's where kids can relate in, in yeah. all different areas areas of life but also I, I've heard this a lot like um, you know um uh kids saying I, I was so afraid to tell my parents I was so afraid to come out and then when they came out and their mom was like it's okay honey I
2: always knew he's like oh my gosh if they but it would we have a grown up in our life who we know very well who he's never talked about it but it, it's like it's an unknown but it would have, i mean i can only imagine the like how how much of the weight of the world would have been taken
3: off if maybe mom or dad had brought up the conversation that they thought was really hard to have so as a parent if yes. you if you sense your child is is um struggling. struggling with their
2: with being able to come out to you like it's it's super what is, what's the groundwork you can lay to make them feel safe yeah. to have these conversations with you
1: Oh, what a great question. I think that it's really important to, to kind of get clear around. Um, I think that there's like a really big emphasis, um, on like for like non LGBTQ people to kind of declare and be like, Oh, well I always knew, or I always like, because the truth is, is that actually you didn't. Right. And, uh, That's that's a hard pill, a really dry, hard pill for people to swallow because the only way that we know is when people tell us. That's the only indicator of someone's identity, right? And I I think that, of course, we can rely on stereotypes and we can rely on, like, different behaviors to kind of say, oh, I'm going to have a hunt, I'm going to have an inkling. But, like, we don't really know. And I think that it's important that we kind of get clear around, like, what are the ways that we can also support people who are coming out? Um, and so I'm a big advocate for, uh, teaching parents, like not to kind of be like, haha, like I always knew, but like, I was just waiting for you to figure it out too. Um, because that is really like not affirming of, of someone's identity that maybe that is pretty delicate and pretty fragile at that moment. And so what I would do to kind of reframe that or flip it on its head is to say, I'm so happy that you figured that out. That's really important that, and I think if we have such an, um, uh, uh an urgency to like make it about us like i knew but what i would suggest is that you put it onto the person and say that's so great for you that's so great for you and whatever it's not
2: about you it's about them
1: (laughs) exactly and that's that's really the issue that i have with the whole like oh well like i knew and like i'm just waiting for you to figure it out versus like the and also like they're not talking about it so to answer your question ways you can Really lay the groundwork for creating more safety is back to that representation piece, right? So really normalizing conversations. Um, if you're seeing some behaviors that you're kind of like, oh, that looks a lot like maybe a um, gay person that I've seen on TV, or like uh, and a family member uh, who's who's displaying like similar behaviors or like saying similar things, or maybe has like the same like intonation in their voice. Um, I think that it's really important that we don't rely on stereotypes to make conclusions about people or put people in those boxes from the jump. Because there are also a lot of really feminine uh, straight guys, right? There are a lot of uh, this is a spectrum here, right? And so we're not like putting people into boxes and assigning labels. We're actually, uh, it's our job really to actually create room for all people, right? There again, there are many more like feminine um, masculine or feminine um, uh, uh, straight people as well
3: oh some some people fear that talking to their kids about gay about being gay might be give them the actual option to be gay to be gay
1: yeah that's that's a a pretty widely refuted myth as well thank you kendra for bringing that up i think that uh there's this fear that like being exposed to these themes at an early age or being exposed to these themes whenever will kind of like convert people like you know uh being LGBTQ is not a religion, right? Like it, this isn't, we're not like doing conversion work here. And this is also why we know that number one conversion therapy, uh, which recently has been banned in Canada, um, doesn't work. And, and, uh, in in fact is actually pretty harmful, um, for people. Right. And so base. I saw your face there. So basically, um, for people who don't know conversion therapy is, um, uh, is, uh, a method that, that'll uh, let's say, like, predominantly straight people, I'm assuming straight people, um, are trying to, like, bring people into their fold and, and try to convert people um, into, like, rejecting their own identity to become uh, straight. And so, what that assumes is that everyone is by default straight. And so, that's another uh, really important topic to, to also talk about, right, is that, like, in our conversations with our kids, like, are we defaulting to straight as, like, the normal, or defaulting to cisgender as the normal. And so ways that we do that at really young ages is things like talking to babies and being like, let's say like a boy who's been assigned male at birth. We would look at that boy and say, Oh, where's your girlfriend? Oh, who, who are the girls? Like, who do you have a crush on? Um, Those are ways that we can really subtly like reinforce gender uh, stereotypes, but then also uh, stereotypes about like sexuality and gender at really early ages. And so uh, back to your original question, just on how can we create that space? And it's really, um, uh, gender reveal parties are another uh, place where this kind of plays out, right, really publicly. Um, and, like, assigning certain colors to certain genders as well. Like, these are other ways that, again, all these paradigms are just reinforced. Um, and people have to figure out what that means for them specifically, right, and what is within their capacity to be able to, like, you know, subvert a lot of those stereotypes, right? I'm not saying that, like, we shouldn't let boys play with trucks and girls play with dolls, but it's another way that when we push those on people, that can uh, force them into a box that maybe they don't identify with. And so from the stories that we hear, we we hear that as people get older, they're like, oh yeah, I was actually just putting a lot of baseball and a lot of like sports. Like I hated that growing up, right? And that just wasn't for me. And so it's really just about really resisting and pushing back against some of those stereotypes.
3: Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com.
0: Moonpig.com
2: Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. We hope you um, truly enjoyed listening to that expert because that's what it's all about is bringing you guys information quickly and easily so you don't feel overwhelmed because, gosh, this parenting journey can feel so lonely and so overwhelming. If you are interested in knowing more about The Common Parent, head to thecommonparent.com. It is just full of amazing, useful, easy information to make you feel a little bit more in control and actually help your relationship with your teen or tween And to be honest with you, it goes across like all of our relationships because relationships are relationships are relationships. And couldn't we all use a little little bit of help in that area? Um, We hope you enjoyed this podcast. Make sure you go to thecommonparent.com. And again, thank you guys for joining us. Um, Wherever you may be, we hope you have a beautiful, wonderful day or night.